0: So, if Jeffrey, if you could come forward, Let's give him a big hand. Cool. Jeffrey. Hi. Hi. Um, cool t shirt. Thank you. Uh, you're part of our congregation. Why don't you just uh, tell us a bit about yourself? What do you do with yourself? And um, uh, how long have you been in Australia?
1: Yeah. Um, so, I've been in Australia for almost. 13 years already, and um, so I just finished my study in aerospace engineering last year, finally. And <laughs> um, so at the moment, I'm working as an uh, intern with Jetstar, so I work as an engineer there, so it's kind of cool going there and act like an engineer. I mean... <laughs> It's kind of cool also, and it's a, it's a big transition for me coming from all the way from West Papua with knowing English. This was 13 years ago, and learning English, and at university, like, everything was just lie back and all that and going to this uh, corporate world, and, you know, after the... Act smart and all that, and make sure, like when you know, we had in the meeting. If I have a questions, I'm trying to like say things like in a fancy English word, but <laughs> and but uh, everyone's there were really friendly. They're like, just be yourself. Don't yeah. don't... So, so
0: your job. So you know when the airplane lands, um, and you get on board for the next flight. There's like a you get you get all the information about sure, yeah. about the airplane. Yeah, and it's your job to make sure it's okay for the plane to take off is that right
1: yes so my job is uh, so i have to build a um, computer code to find the errors so make sure and make sure it's safe for the plane jet start to to fly, and if, say, if, the, if, some, if the plane got, you know, broken down or something, it's also our job to find out why. Right, yeah.
0: Yeah. And Qantas has never had a crash, so it's a pretty big pressure.
1: Yeah, it's a... It's a so, <laughs> as you all know, Qantas is the... Um, they're known as the number one in the world uh, with their safety, so... so And Jetstar is part of the Qantas, so yeah, it's a, it's a big pressure there, but um, I mean... I don't know how I can survive, but sure <laughs> so tell me who is cookie cookie um so cookie is the um in it's in come from my mother tongue language it's uh, it means ghost
0: and why do you use the name cookie sometimes
1: um so I don't know if you all know about my back, how I came to Australia. So I came as a political refugee, and so I came from West Papua. So in West Papua, there are a lot of things happened there. And so there were 43 of us came to Australia by canoe. And since when we arrived in Australia, the president of Indonesia... uh, called John Howard and wanted him to send us back to West Papua. So he said that there's nothing happening in West Papua, but John Howard said, uh, no, you will kill them. So he gave us a temporary protection visa and the Indonesian government took the ambassador back to Indonesia until later in 2006 they made the uh, agreement called Lombok Treaty, where Australia will never again with, interfere with Indonesia political problems. So if you guys remember about the Bali Nine, how Australia didn't do much about protecting uh, their citizens there, so that was because of that too, about the Lombok Treaty. So, um, So basically, are, uh, the Indonesian government, yeah, pretty much. If I tell my uh, real name, they, uh, yeah, I would I might put my family back home in danger. And I also often go going back and visit them. So, so yeah, so that's why I use the name Kugi. Just try to, yeah, mm. yeah.
0: So this interview may not end up online, but we'll check, won't we, if you're happy with that?
1: It's fine. It's fine, it's fine, okay. I I don't really, yeah, why not? You don't care. (laughs) I don't care. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But
0: you have had um, some of your West Papuan friends in Australia arrested and it's a real thing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah.
1: Well, I do this, like, I do this interview for Jesus. I mean, come on. Yeah, Um, exactly. uh, Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: So why don't you tell us a little bit more about coming across to Australia. And what, first of all, what was life like for you? you grew, you're, you're a Christian from a Christian family. And a lot, yes. of, a lot of West Papuans are Christians. Yeah. What was it like to live in West Papua?
1: Um, so, yeah, to others who, who don't know West Papua. So West Papua is not independent state. It's uh, they're still under Indonesia, and Indonesia is known as the biggest Muslim in Southeast Asia. So basically in Indonesia, in your ID card, you need to state your religion, whether you're Christian, Muslim, Hindu, Buddha, and if you don't have that, um, you are you're unknown they don't consider you as a person. You have to have that. And living in West Papua as a Christian, it's, it's, a, it's a big challenge. Um, first, because um, things in Indonesia, everything runs by the Muslims. So, say, if I was looking for a job in uh, like a one company, and, and I'm a Christian, and there's also another person who is Muslim, that company would most likely take the Muslim first, consider him that person first before me. And also um, in West Papua, there's, uh, there's also discriminations that created by the system, the government, towards the West Papuan people. So they, always, they treat us as a um, second class in, in West Papua.
0: Mm. So a group of you decided to come across to Australia... How did that... What happened?
1: So what happened was that because um, uh, it's a long story, but i try to make it short. Um, when I was a little kid, um, I, was, I was in a, uh, kindergarten, I was in the class, and um, my teacher gave us this paper and told us to write down what you want to be when you grow old. And um, I didn't know what I was going to be, so... Then my teacher told us, like, it's okay, you can go home and bring the paper next week. So on the way home, uh, so our family live close to the airport. So on the way home, um, my, uh, is anyone here ever the heard the noise from the Hercules? The military plane, it's really, the really... Yeah, the Hercules, the military right. plane. It's really, really loud. Yeah. So every time when it's landing and take off, our house often, uh, always get a fabric from it. Yeah, yeah. So I got really excited. I ran outside, and I looked at, look at the plane, and I said to, myself, said to myself, I want to make that thing when I grow up. <laughs> I went inside the house and told my parents, guys, I think I know what I want to do when I grow up. And my parents told me, okay, what is it, son? And I said to them, I want to make plane." And we had this awkward three minutes. Yeah, like they doesn't know how to respond to, to that. And they told me, Jeffrey, do you know um, the God like the God, the God that we always pray every single day? If I, you pray for him, because he's bigger than anything. So everything you ask, he will give into you. And I, I was confused, like, why, why did they say that? It's not related to study and all these things, but like, I was like, okay, sure. I mean, um, there's no other way I could hope for when I, during that time, so only that. And, but I'm still confused why my parents said to pray about it and ask God. Mm. And a week late, like some, like some weeks later, I was out with my uh, friends who who uh, who is Indonesian, and his parents' response from from it was different. His parents was like, "Don't worry, you'll be fine, everything will be okay, and all that." And I was like, "Okay, there's something not right here." Mm. And when I'm weeks later, when I'm with my uh, friend who is West Papuan, they also said the same thing, like what my parents said pray about it, be hopeful, and all that. Until um, weeks weeks and weeks and weeks late years after year i learned what is really happening in West Papua that um the West Papuans uh basically after high school uh we uh we have we have less at least less chance to go to university and uh and also or like I do after university go and find a job so most likely um there's uh like Option for us, the Papuans, ones. When uh, after after that, we only have uh, one option: is to f- come from the city. We can we can always go home and help our parents mm. to, to do to do what they what they're doing as, as in the village. Yeah, in the village, like a for yeah. like farmers and gardening and all that. And second is to join the uh, student movement yeah. to go to the parliamentarian in Indonesia and help to, to do a protest. Yeah. And there's, there's a risk for that. So mm. you, uh, you might get shot or you might get arrested. Um, or another one, be in the jungle and... Um, help the freedom uh, West Papuan fighters to fight against the military. Mm. So,
0: so mo- why, most yeah. young West Papuans are brought up to think they're the three options for your yes. life: yeah, go back home to the village, protest, or be a freedom fighter. Yes. But your parents were saying, pray to God and have hope; anything yes. is possible. Yes. So that's so, a different that's a different upbringing, isn't it? Yes.
1: Yes. Yes. So that's really different, and. Um, um, yeah that's why like because of all these things, and i started to learn i start to, started to understand why my parents uh, said like to, that, to me to, to pray and be hopeful because you never we never know what yeah what's coming in the future yeah. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm. so how did so you, you you brought you were brought up in this kind of environment, <clears throat> but then what led you to say at the age of fifteen was it yeah that you that you'd get on a a boat, and, and like, tell us about that boat. How did you make? What happened with the boat?
1: Yeah, um, so um, so we, if you guys good at with geography, I hope so. Uh, West Papua. So we started. The, so I come from the Highland. So we started. Uh, we made the boat up in the north of West Papua.
0: Handmade boat.
1: Yeah, handmade. Out boat. of what?
0: What did you make? Out of, of
1: three out of a tree yeah yeah so basically we went to the jungle cut the trees mm. and made the boat i mm. was surprised too we made it <laughs> <laughs> um, hammers and nails and yes yes and it it actually took took us 3 months to just to make that boat and but during that 3 month 3 months uh, we also did uh, prayer and fasting mm. pray for the so journey all
0: christians
1: yeah Everyone's, everyone, everyone, everyone who were there were Christians, and yep. we also pray at the same time. So pray that uh, yeah, everyone's yep. will, the journey will go smoothly, no uh, disruption or anything, and yeah. And
0: you'd all decided we're going to leave West Papua and go to Australia. Was that the plan? That
1: was the plan. As yeah. refugees. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yes. Yes.
0: And was there a leader? Did someone recruit you, or did
1: uh, you, were yes, or friends? Yes. So there's a. Because uh, my parents' involvement with the activism, so he, they know there's a person uh, who's a leader. They, actually, that person came and asked my parents if my parents m- wanted to bring all the family to Australia, but my parents said, no, they can't. So they come and approach me and ask if I wanted to go. So was, you volunteered? Yeah, it? I volunteered, yeah. sure.
0: Mm. So you spent three months in the jungle, building a boat. Uh-huh. And what did you have in your mind as a group was going to happen?
1: Um, that's a good thing. Like, to me personally, um, I don't really know what's going to happen. But like, but there's only one thing that I have in my mind is just, just hope, like, hope that God will protect us. Mm. That's the only hope. I know that there will be. We we might. There's a possibility of get caught by the military, Indonesian military, or we might get shot on the spot, something like that. But that's the only hope we Mm. have is to for to God to protect Mm. us. And yeah.
0: And so, with all of this anticipation and prayer and fasting, you got in the water. Was it morning or night?
1: At At night. At night. Yeah. Yeah. Dark. And how long did you think it would take to get to Australia? This is the funny, I would say the funny thing, because when I asked... It's funny now, but it's not... Not funny, Back. Uh, no, I No, yeah, when I talk back. Um, so I went and asked the captain, I asked him, hey, um, I've never been on the water before, so, <laughs> and I come from the highlands and this and that, and, he, and I asked him, so how will it take, uh, you know, how are we going to get to Australia, how, how long will it take? And he took the map, and he said, okay, son. So we are here, so we will go and cross the border to Papua New Guinea, and once we cross the border, we will go straight down. What? Just like that? Yes. Just like that. Go straight down in Australia. Oh man, I thought we we're gonna go through this city, that city, and I'm like, oh that's cool. And how long will it take us? And he said, Mm, about six or seven hours maybe? I I like, What? So I got really excited and I did like what every other teenager would do. I went to the local store, I bought two packets of biscuits and two cans of Coke for myself and my younger brother. Two cans of
0: Coke as well? Yes. Oh, that's good.
1: Yes, and then, so we left West Papua in the middle of the night and two hours later, the, the engine broken down. So we, don't, yeah, we couldn't get back, going back again to Westpa. We have to move forward. And so you could row, though, could you? We don't thought of that, and we don't <laughs> thought of uh, the engine will... Because he said it's going to take us six, seven hours, so um, we drifted through the ocean for five days and four nights. Yeah.
0: Five days and four nights, yes. and two packets of biscuits and two cans of kirk? Yes. And did you catch fish?
1: <laughs> no one thought of that. Like, <laughs> yeah, because everyone was just in fear. And actually, um, during the day, uh, it's it's get really really hot on the water. And when the sunset and during the night, there's always uh, big rain came, thunderstorm, the wave. Like I'm sitting on the boat like this, and the height of the wave is like uh, where the roof is mm. so it's like coming and like it's like about to eat me like it, not eat me it's everyone like like that but like god is amazing god <laughs> is amazing yeah.
0: so so obviously that was extremely stressful and frightening and you may and did you think you may not get there and
1: yeah every and i, I actually i looked down to uh, like my so i came with my younger brother he was 10 years old that time i told him hey, man, I'm really sorry, and if, we, if the boat capsized or anything, just don't swim, just don't go every, like anywhere, try to be a man or something, just hold, hold on to me. And he, told, he, and he said, like, shut up, man, you don't say those things. Try to be positive, and <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. But you did land in Australia, so let's quickly fast sure. forward. So you landed in Australia, yeah.
0: um, and you ended up, you woke up in a hospital... Mm. Um, let's let's skip forward to that so. point. You woke up in a hospital as a fifteen-year-old in mm. Western in Perth. Yes. And what happened there quickly?
1: Yeah, So so I had a, so I had a thyroid cancer. Uh, so there's a scar there. I don't know if you guys can see it, but um, they found out that I had a cancer. So it's gone now after seven years. Uh, technically, doctors in the room, technically. Um, seven years later, there's you know, you don't have to worry anymore, so that's good. So, yeah, I had a cancer.
0: Nate, but you didn't know that. Until I didn't know you that. You just woke up, and by the way, you've also got thyroid cancer. They, yeah. And, and they were speaking to you in English, and you couldn't speak English.
1: Is that right? <laughs> yes. And uh, the worst thing is I pretend to understand what was... <laughs> 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 I just well, had enough. Leaving. Had enough people came and speaking st- st- Something that I don't understand, but wow. um, anyway, I'm glad I'm survived. And so,
0: and so, I guess you're seeing God's power through all of this. To, I mean, let's fast forward 10 years. It's almost, how many years is it? 13 years. 13 years. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, and 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 here you are as an aerospace engineer.
1: Ah, can you say that again? An aerospace ah. engineer.
0: <laughs> <laughs> And um, so let's let's sort of um, add a new layer onto this. Yeah. How did, just talk about West Papua and Christianity. How did West Papuans hear about Jesus? Yeah,
1: um, in about 1950s, the missionaries came to West Papua, and they uh, yeah they come and uh, spread the gospel. But um, it was uh, it was very difficult because um, in West Papua also people still believe in other gods. So it was very difficult for them to accept Jesus as their savior. Yeah,
0: the traditional West Papua traditional. Of, yeah, yeah, and um, but the Bible was translated. Yeah, and um, now, what, what, are those um, traditional religions still, um, you know, lurking beneath the surface for Christians?
1: Yeah. So that traditional belief, traditional religion, that's still alive until today and also i I actually understood why when uh, when I was uh, growing up uh, back with my parents they didn 't teach us about the this uh, traditional belief that uh, my tribe have because they don 't because they actually don 't want us to know about that because it will be a conflict like it will be hard for us to make Jesus as our savior so basically my family trying to make Myself and my siblings to put Jesus at the for the center of foundation of our uh, heart, and yeah, it's still the yeah. So, like, um, tell us about the uncle and the pig. Oh yes. Um, so basically, when I had the surgery uh, back home in West Papua, my uncle also did the uh, operation on the pig. So, the thyroid operation. Thyroid operation. So they opened... So uh, so my parents, were, like my family, wanted us to explain what happened, what's on, the, you know, uh, what did the doctor did and all that. So I told them, and they told me like we, your uncle also did the same thing. He opened, he opened, the, uh, cut the pig throat and see what happened there and. And, like, when I told this, this, and my uncle were like, yeah, sure, I think, yeah, that's correct. I think I saw that, too, on the big thing, and this, this, and I was like, oh, man, this is scary, Creepy. but... So
0: this creep- is the sort of thing you're talking about with the traditional religion. Yes, yes. And your parents aren't in favour of that. Yes. But it just happens. It's very hard to kind of... Yeah. ...separate yourself. Mm. But you have... Um, what I notice about you, and I've known you for, th- for these 13 years, mm. is that you have... You do not have an identity as a persecuted person, Mm -hmm. even though you are, you have been a persecuted person, Mm -hmm. and you are a spokesperson for Black Lives Matter as well, Mm -hmm. and you speak as an advocate for West Papua, and yet you don't have this personality or this um, identity as a persecuted person. Mm -hmm. Why? Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, I think uh, that is really interesting because... um, since uh, b- growing up, born up in Christian family, what I believe that God already given us the promises on the Bible. So those promises, those promises are already there and given to us. But it's, it's not given, uh, given to us in our hand, but it's on, in our reach. So basically, there's a process that we have to go through as a Christian. That's what I believe. Tell us about the... What's this process? So the process... The process means, like, the challenges. Challenges that you have... In life. In life. That's the process. It doesn't mean that you are Christians, you've been reading the Bible. doesn't mean that, like, you know, your life, it's just there. But there's a process. Process that you have to go through. To learn... To experience the the promises. To experience promises. And... And um, you have to read the Word of God, but you, there's a process for you to also, like, understanding what does it mean, what does the Word of God mean. So, um, so yeah, technically, I feel... Spiritually, I feel free in Christ, and uh, but yeah. Because most of us, when we
0: read something in the Bible about being persecuted for sure. your faith, mm. in this room, mm. never experienced having your phone tapped like you have, mm-hmm. or you know, um, being treated as a second-class citizen because of what's on your ID mm-hmm. card, mm-hmm. or I'm um, having to go on a boat for five days, and you know, with a broken down. Motor- Not, most of us in this room have never experienced that. And so, um, and so we, we look to someone like you uh-huh. as an as a, as a inspiration, I guess, for someone who has lived that kind of level of persecution. Uh-huh. Um, but what I see, what I just think is really powerful for me, especially on a weekend like this when we're thinking about our persecuted um, Indigenous brothers and sisters in Australia, is that your identity is in Christ and has a f- you have freedom, you said, um, and a joy that has driven you forward. And you, and you say you go through this process of... Experience, you just trust in the promises, is that right? Mm-hmm. You're trusting in the promises. And you get on the boat and you just go, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, you, you, you go, I'm going, I'm, I'm going to study aeronautical engineering. And, mm. and um, it's not that it's been an easy... It's been the opposite of easy, hasn't it? Yes, yes. Um, I, I just think for me... Um, You know, this is something that um, I want want us to hold on to as as we reflect on this interview, um, is that you you said to me the other day, um, this phrase, I'm not fighting for political victory, Mm -hmm. I already have the victory. Mm -hmm. So unpack that for us. What does that mean for you?
1: Mm. I think, uh, yeah, God already sent his son, Jesus, to, uh, to the earth, and and uh, you know we we are already free, and you know, we have to know that um, Satan knows that too, but don't let don't let yourself down, so basically we are free, but as, as I said before, all the promises it's everything's already given to us uh, that's written on the Bible, but remember that it 's not in our hands it 's in our reach mm. so yeah, that's that's what uh, yeah, I feel. Yeah. Some of the freedom fighters in West Papua, they're not Christians, are they? Yes.
0: What, what impact does that have, do you think?
1: Um, impact for them, it's really hard, I would say. They would think, um, probably they would react as a freedom fighters would be different, what I would do as a Christian. So that's made us different. Um, they would probably sort of like, had enough of this persecution, they would... Probably they would i don't know like just let's mur- murder them just let yeah, so like they resort to violence' they're, they're, they're like resisting. just just fight like you know they they wouldn't think more like like that's it, no more things no no more thing, no more stuff to think about like yeah, but I think if um other freedom fighters who who is grow up and you know put jesus as their their savior they would handle it in a Another way, peaceful way. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's that's how uh, how it's different uh, in West Papua.
0: Mm. I mean, your parents have 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 lived outlived a lot of people. I mean, you? you're saying they've got um, their Christian faith has um, given them a strength and a drive that others haven't yeah. got. Yeah. Um, and so we can see that in you too. Um, just let me let's finish with um, you just telling us like what has, what do you think God has done since in the last 13 years as a result of you coming here?
1: A uh, lot of things, a lot of things a uh, lot of things really um, a yeah, lot of things uh, like finish finish the study and a uh, lot of things and um, other young uh, Papons in the community see me as uh, someone that they could look after, uh, look, yeah, look for, follow the examples like uh, what what I'm doing, and, yeah, a lot of things, really, I could probably say, yeah, on I mean, and on, you yeah. you
0: you're, you're, you said that when you go back... Because you have been back to West Papua. Yes. People, people really listen now, don't they, to you? Yes. Yeah. He's a bit of a celebrity in West Papua, <laughs> just because you've had all these experiences. Um, yeah. Um, the, the prayer that your parents gave you was from... Um, oh, I didn't include it. Oh, there we go. He didn't go to 24 and 25... Anyone got a Bible here? Can someone pass a Bible? This is a good test for the congregation, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's someone. can someone pass it? Yeah, there we go. Thank you, James. Can you open to Romans 8, Anthea, Rome, to Romans 8? So I don't know why I didn't go. Okay, that's all right. There you go, thanks. So um, this is the prayer that they gave you, um, Twenty-four Romans eight twenty-four and 25. For in this hope we were saved, but hope that is, that he, that is seen is no hope at all. Who hopes for what he, he already has? But if we hope for what we do not yet have, we wait for it patiently.
1: Mm. I want to explain ex- uh, that bit because my parents actually encouraged me to hope what I already don't have. So basically my parents told me to don't be afraid to dream big because my God is bigger than what you dream. So when I uh, went and told my parents about how I'm going to be an aeronautical engineer, they're like why not? You can do it. Just pray about it. Just remember that your God is bigger than everything. He will be there with you. But it's, it was really hard when you were a little kid and try to take that into your mind. But, um, yeah, now I look back and, yeah, thank to my parents, like, thank God for saying those things. Uh, probably, yeah, if they don't say that when I was younger, I probably I don't know what, um, yeah, what I'm going to be yeah. <laughs> today.
0: Thank you, Jeffrey. Now I'm going to read this extended passage, Romans 8, 14 to 25. And I just, we just reflect. You can make mm's and ah's and, you know, be like an American gospel church and go, amens. Mm -hmm. Because I I feel like when I read this, um, we see you having lived this out. So um, those who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. in order that we may also share in his glory. I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. The creation waits in eager expectation for the sons of God to be revealed. For the creation was subjected to frustration, not by its own choice, but by the will of the one who subjected it, in hope that the creation itself will be liberated from its bondage to decay and brought into the glorious freedom of the children of God. We know that the whole creation has been groaning as in the pains of childbirth right up to the present time. Not only so, but we ourselves, who have the first fruits of the Spirit, groan inwardly as we wait eagerly for our adoption as sons, that... The redemption of our bodies. For in this hope we were saved, but hope that is seen is no hope at all. Who hopes for what he already has? But if we hope for what we do not yet have, we wait for it patiently. And I see that in you, Jeffrey. I mean, let's pray for Jeffrey and for us all. Lord God, thank you so much for Jeffrey's story and for the hope that he has in you, that he sees himself as a child of God, that he is trusted in you. Um, that he's even put his life at risk, um, but tr- trusting you in you in the process. And thank you that you have blessed him and uh, his life. And we thank you um, uh, for the, the ministry he has now with Black Lives Matter and with um, speaking on behalf of West Papua. And we pray that you continue to use him powerfully. Amen.
1: Amen. Um, just to add a little bit on that, I'm not... Um because of god also put me surrounding by people like you guys who believe in god and always being positive and also reminding reminding me that god is always there so which is help a lot so and it's uh, and i think it's really important to have someone that accountable you can uh, for you about uh, like your uh, to Make your faith strength with uh, with Jesus. So it's not just me and my parents back home, and me and myself here, but it's also like your your what's surrounding you, uh, people around you. That's also that's uh, made a lot of impact. Um, yeah, for myself. So thank you also, Peter, for you, just being who you are and uh, being a great leader. And um, yeah, thank Thanks. you, Jeffrey. Cool. Let's stand
0: and. Uh,